Hey, this is Brett Radosta, host of the Get Fit Workforce podcast. Thanks for listening. Today is episode number two. Uh, a good friend of mine is going to join us today, Dr. Chris Sheedy. I wanted to have Chris on and share her story with you because Chris was uh, on her way to the top. She was climbing the corporate ladder. Everything looked looked great on the outside successfully, but on the inside, she was feeling burnt out, un- unhappy, and, and, and unhealthy. So anyway, I had a great time talking with Chris, uh, going over some of the major changes she's made in her life and where she's at now, and I, I think you'll enjoy hearing from her. This is Brett Radosta, and I've got my good friend Chris Sheedy here with me today, and she is joining me on my second podcast. She's agreed to join me, and um, anyway. Happy to be here. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. You go way back, so I'm excited to help you kick this off. Cool. Thank Very you. Very excited, and I think you have a lot to offer listeners out there, so I, I appreciate folks that. need to you know, keep listening in and stay in tune. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks. I met Chris, um, what, seven years ago? Yeah. And we had like a kinship right away because we were both swimmers. We have a swimming background and uh, that's, a, that's a tough sport and just a lot of unspoken, uh, hey, what, what's up, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so tell me a little bit about when I first met you, tell me a little about, a bit about where you were health-wise and some of the... Some of the sure. Um, I guess some of the health related issues you were having on. yeah yeah so i met you um first it was it was 2000 2009 our kids were young was that elementary school yeah, actually it was 2010 you're right it was seven years ago they were young um i know it because i was coming off of the cdc i worked at cdc at the time and we were coming off of the 2009 pandemic flu response and which you know was many many months um and i had recently gone to the doctor for exhaustion which you know i figured they would chalk up to all the very very long kind of stressful days that we had in the emergency operations center there um so i wasn't expecting to hear anything but yeah, they did some blood work, and she was a little bit alarmed by what she saw, just low blood counts kind of across the board, white blood cells, red blood cells, hemoglobin very low, anemic, um, alarmed enough to line up a whole bunch of tests for me. Okay. Um, just to make sure, you know, to, to start ruling stuff out. Um, and as we were ruling out the small stuff, then we had to go a little bit further and um, have a bone marrow biopsy and rule out cancer. And fortunately, you know, none of that turned up anything. Um, and ultimately I saw a rheumatologist, um, and, uh, he diagnosed me with a, um, autoimmune disease, a connective tissue disease. It's, um, thankfully under control but by that time does it have a name what is it is it is it like widespread or is it well rare they, what, what it, is it, it has a name it's Sjogren's disease it's Sjogren's disease yeah okay sh- yeah Sjogren. I, I, all right <laughs> i never pronounce we're, it we're, i'm not a doctor so we'll just and to be honest we'll with you brett i don't it's it's not something i really think about too much because 
unfortunately, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's something that doesn't, doesn't bother me too much. I mean, what, what that whole experience prompted me to do though, was kind of reassess where I was at in terms of how I was taking care of myself. Okay. Um, May, may I ask how, how old were you? What what age was so were you? So let's see, I was forty one at the time. Forty one at the time. And right. you you're you're not feeling good and not you go to the doctor good. and they say, Oh, you have an autoimmune right. disease. You've got some autoimmune stuff going on, you've got some anemia and some things going on and and to be honest with you, my diet was lousy. I was working way too much. I right. wasn't doing anything to sort of keep my stress in check. My weight was the highest it had ever been. Okay. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> you know, that's that's just not good with me. Having right. Like you were saying, we, we both grew up in the pool, being swimmers, competitive athletes. Yeah. and And so, you know. So we're I, just we're just never happy when we get to that kind of place. I, I remember I met you and I remember you telling me that story because I, I was there promoting my fitness class. Right. And I and I when I found out you're a swimmer, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Right. Let, right. Let's work out. You yeah. Know, come come train with me. Let's figure some things out. Yeah. Right. There was something going on at the kids' school. At the kids' school. You I had, was just I you just had started your exhibit there and yeah. And I had seen I had seen your logo and I knew you. Did, yeah. you know some swim lessons and boot camp classes and stuff um well, so yeah. yeah i had to go over and talk to you and then it was right as you said it was a done deal when i found out you were a swimmer i was like okay this is this is the guy i need to be training with so you you you, <laughs> you i talked to you i remember and i was like oh you know come work out and you, you said well listen i've got some stuff going on and you said autoimmune and i kind of like my heart immediately broke because I'm like, oh man, that's that's heavy, right. that's harsh, for, right. especially for an athlete, yeah. you know, to say, oh, and I'm and I'm thinking, you know, I didn't understand what that was at the time, and when you left, I thought I'd never see you again. Like I thought I might see you around town because our kids go to the same school, but right. I didn't think I'd see you in a training environment. <laughs> so then I don't know. A few months went by, right? And, because and you, you, at that something time, something happened. You made a decision to start yep, training, yep, right? Uh huh. I need it. Just want to be sure my my doc was cool with me jumping into a jumping into a routine like that, and then I showed up at your boot camp, and yeah, you yeah. and my sneakers told the whole story. You oh that? yeah, you had on um, you had on New Balance, right? Where they were new, they were like they're like nineteen eighty. Yeah, they were really. It tells yeah. you how long it had been since they I needed like was I remember serious about working out. They needed like a like a. A museum type case yeah. to put them in. Like something from the nineteen ninety four Olympics. So yeah, leftovers. one of the first things you did was recommend I shelve those and go get a new pair of shoes. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So that was that was what seven. That eight? was January um, of twenty eleven. So okay. Yep. When you started working out. When I started so working we're, out. We're getting up. We're getting up there then. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So since you've met me, yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If this is that good. You quit your job, <laughs> right. paddleboard all the time, right? Um, do yoga, <laughs> eat great though, right? And you're you're feeling better, yeah. right? So yeah. tell me a little bit about. I want I want to know about. All right, I know you had like a super high stress. High, I don't know if it's high stress yeah. or highly. Oh yeah, it was definitely high stress. Job at the CDC. Okay? Yes. 
And, yes. and at the same time, um, I know that, that like what, 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 all right, tell me briefly, like what, what was so stressful about that? Yeah. I don't know if you can like a few sure. sentences and then tell me about what prompted you to make the, the huge changes you made in your life and then like kind of how you did that. Yeah. Like what happened? Um, yeah. So, um, my position at CDC was in communications. Um, and it, it kind of embodied all sorts of communications at CDC from media relations and public affairs to actual sort of national campaigns to promote particular healthy behaviors that CDC wanted to promote um, to, you know, what we put on the web and in social media. So, um, you know, I was at the CDC during this whole time where the communication environment changed a lot Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the 24-7 news cycle and all the channels that need to be fed constantly. And And there were some big epidemics or right. that, I don't know if that's the right word but I remember like the, we the had flus, right I, I, the I mosquito worked, yeah. stuff the, I worked the, in infectious Ebola. diseases so I mean there was just something there constant. was always I remember you'd show up to work correct. out yeah. and you were just like this happened last night <laughs> I need to do burpees right yeah you know? yes so yeah in the infectious disease world it's it is it's very busy there's always something new and and um you know, I, I was certainly not alone at CDC. I think, you know, there are lots of people there who have that kind of personality where you're the first to run toward the fire and, you know, volunteer to, to jump into those situations and help. But it eventually, you know, takes its toll. I kind of think part of it is or was my inability just to create some boundaries and um, do some other things that might have made the stress and and workloads a little more manageable. I mean, we always want to sort of look at what could I have done differently. But I loved my life at CDC. It was great. I I wouldn't change a thing. But I did get to the point where I felt like, Um, even the most sort of exotic, (laughs) interesting outbreaks weren't interesting me anymore. Um, I was just that burnt out. I I remember reading one time when I was going through the, the financial downturn, I had a lot of stress going on in my life. I was big into real estate and things were just not going well. I read a book. I'll look up the author and I'll put his name in the show notes, but it was about, the work today is like a, you're on a river and the river's constantly flowing and yeah. you've got to be like the manager of your kayak. Yeah. And you've got to know that that, that river is never going to stop flowing. It's your responsibility to take your kayak and to pull it over to the side and let the river go by. Yeah. Catch your breath and get back in there. Yeah. You've also got to expect that for that kayak to turn over mm-hmm. and the recovery process if you're a kayaker that recovery process of getting back around and getting back up is is what we need to understand mm-hmm. and how the work environment is now and that that helped me a lot in situations i was going through with just being feeling overwhelmed and, and yeah. burnout and then 
having that type of personality where I always feel like I can do more, I can be better. That's very hard for that personality to step aside and say, right. hang on a second. Right. All right. So it sounds like you had some of that going yeah, on. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, um, it's, it's hard to quit, right? Yeah. Um, when we're trained not to quit, right? We're taught don't quit. <laughs> right. Don't quit. I love like Seth Godin says, sometimes it's smart to quit yeah. to know you're not quitting. Right. You're taught don't be a quitter. But right. if you're on a cul-de-sac, if you're on a losing battle. Yeah. The, 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 the earlier, you know, you should quit is actually better because right. you can start something new that you're going to excel at exactly and they're just always the practical matters of you you know you need an income and you need insurance and um and so you know before i actually left my job it was something that i had you know really contemplated and and thought about and planned for um probably two years before i actually did so two it. years before you left you decided yeah I'm making my exit strategy. I'm getting out of, is it, right. what, is the CDC, is that a corporate environment? What environment is so that? The, the is, Centers for Disease what Control did you, is- What rat race did you get out of? It is um, part of the Department of Health and Human Services. So it's it's a government agency. Um, it's actually the only part of the Department of Health and Human Services that isn't um, centrally located in Washington, D.C. but. Um, even though we had the physical distance from Washington and all that goes along with it, we were still, we were definitely still part of that. By the way, for our listeners, we're in Atlanta. We're in Atlanta. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, and I'm also, I, you know, I am also a person who's, um, always been okay with change. Um, you know, and I know as when I manage people, um, that's not the norm, you know, whenever we had organizational changes and upheaval, it's, you know, people tend to like what's familiar and routine and stuff. Um, but I'm okay with change and I, you know, I kind of welcome it and, and, and like to go with the flow, okay. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like to let my kayak go where I feel feel I'm being pushed to go. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I, at that point I felt like if I stay, you know, I'm actually going against what my gut and I feel like the larger universe is telling me to do. Very cool. Um, okay. So yeah, people, you know, when you, I had worked See, my way up the ranks and had a, at a pretty, pretty high level position yeah, there and, were, a, and, a, and a great team. And, um, like I said, got to do a lot of interesting things and work with a lot of high level people. So folks, I think were were pretty shocked when I let them know I was leaving, but, yeah. um, you know, I, I was, I was out of balance. See, for me, I never, I didn't recognize that in my life until I was, got 15 years in corporate environment and sales and I just I didn't realize there was anything else right I, I never thought outside of what I was doing because I had so many family like responsibilities yes. and financial responsibilities that I felt trapped yeah and that caused major health problems for me I mean I was 
my stomach was upset all the time. My blood pressure was starting to, to increase or be, you know, a health risk issue. And then I think like the cholesterol was going up. So for me, my catalyst for change was when I went to the doctor at the age 33 and they're like, you need to start blood pressure meds and you need oh to gosh. start cholesterol meds. And I mean, you, you know me, I'm athletic You're as like, can be. Oh no, that's not going to I'm like, that's not going to happen. I need to make some changes. Right. You know? Right. So, and you know, 17 years is a long time. I don't know if you were in the same job that whole time, but um, I think people need to go ahead and make changes after a while. Like, if, I wish I, I had made them by, earlier. By cause... year ten, if you're if you're doing the same thing you were doing a decade ago, I mean, and it's hard, right? Because on the one hand, it means you're at a point where you've really mastered that job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, and, and I get I get I'm very routine. Like I yeah. love to. Wake up at the same time. And I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, your regimen. We know that. I'm like totally, um, like if you, if you see me, you think, nah, this is whatever. But right. I like to, I like to navigate freely within boundaries. Right. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, you're an interesting mix where you, uh, you're, you're regimented, but yeah, people would, would be surprised by that. I think Cause so. Because you have a laid back personality. Totally. Yeah. I love to surf and yeah. paddleboard and all those things. Yeah. So, all right. So, you, you made your decision to, to leave. Took you two years in the making. Yeah. Um, and you're doing this for overall health. Like, what is your catalyst? What, yeah. What, what is your, I mean, it was really, it, family it was a combination it a, of those combination, things, matrix, right? So. Yeah. Because, um, uh, you know, I wasn't seeing much of my kids at all between the Atlanta commuting and, and demands of the job. And, um, how, how many hours did you commute a day? Um, so, so on a good day, it was about an hour in and an hour back. On, so two hours a day in the car. On a, on the, on a, on good, a, on day. a good day. Bad day. Plenty of bad days where you're Three. spending much more time in your yeah. car. Yeah, because, I mean. That's crazy. So fifth, up to 10 to 15 hours a week, you're just. In, in the your car. car, yeah, trying to make the best use of that time, uh, oftentimes on calls, mm. um, but you know, listening to podcasts, books on tape, whatever. But still, it's like, yeah, especially you know, I, I the the position I retired from, I applied for and interviewed for and accepted while I was on maternity leave. For my second son, so I kind of he's ten now, 10 now. yeah. Okay. But I I went back from maternity leave and jumped into this so director just... position um, where I had you know by the time I left there thirty employees and a fifteen million dollar year budget and um you know so that and, was probably a transition home. You're like I'm home now. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for you to go to work, Mom, right? 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 You right. Know, that was probably not. Right. Easy. I mean, and and the at at about the time that I left, my older son was, you know, in in his last year, I think, of elementary school. So it became it, it felt like it was becoming a more urgent thing for me hmm. um, because you know you don't get that time back, and yeah. um, and I you know there's. It's tough for a woman. There's no right way to do it. In my situation, it kind of worked out 
okay, you know. Now, did you retire? You mentioned retire. Did yeah. you retire? Or did, did you... Well, I think the official you, government like, term is I separated from the government. You separated. Because so, I didn't work until retirement age. I was I was there for about 17 years. See, now, I, I personally am going to remove retirement from my vocabulary. Yeah. Because I, I believe that we have... I've studied the blue zones. Yeah. And I think that you have to have a purpose. Yeah. And the older I get, I'm 48 now, the older I get, the more that I understand that yeah if that makes sense yeah you know like you said i'm very what what's the word you use Re- regiment yeah or I, I get up yeah for the listeners i teach a class every morning at like five every morning at the same time and yeah. and so and in all the years i've worked out with you i don't think you've ever missed a day i mean and i think that's the purpose then so i'm starting <laughs> to understand that so you know you know my dad retired from his job yeah. And he was with the same company for 40 years. Yeah, my, that's and that's within, how they did it. Yeah. Within seven years, he, he passed away. Yeah. And, and some of the physicians that we saw said, wow, I can't yeah. believe you made it seven years. It's, yeah. It has a lot to do with yeah. your purpose. Having purpose. Having purpose yeah. is important. So for, you know, if, if anyone hears this, that, this message, just apply that purpose to, to, to your everyday. And that's why I'm removing the word retirement. Right. I always want to have something to do. Yeah, you know? and and you know, I think um, for folks at CDC, part of the shock of me leaving was, I think, why people love working there, and there are other organizations where I know folks feel this way too, is that you're contributing to the mission, yeah. you know, this public health mission that you feel like you're making a difference, and so you have a great sense of purpose. Um, but you know. And I've talked to, I've had some friends who are actually approaching official retirement and not sure when to leave and what to do. And, and it's part of it, part of the struggle for them, like, ooh, separating from that sense of purpose that you have in this job. And then it sort of becomes your sense of identity. And so part of making a transition, like for me, going from that kind of position to being a being a mother to my kids at home and focusing on the house is, you know, finding a sense of purpose um, in all those things that you do, yeah. um, and you know, knowing that you can impact you can impact the world by starting right at home. You know, yeah. so for me, um, I don't I haven't struggled with being at home raising my kids because I haven't struggled with finding a sense of purpose in that. It's easy for me to yeah. feel like it's, yeah. You're you know, still making a contribution. It's impactful. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, having time to be a caregiver to others, you know, is a real blessing. So, yeah, I'm not having a sort of national or international impact right now, but... I feel like I've been there and done that, yeah. so I'm okay with it. <laughs> I think it's almost what you're doing. I mean, what you did at the CDC was was great on a large scale, but what the decision you made had to be tough. And yeah. and then, but I think the rewards are are going to be amazing. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been giving to your children, giving to your family. It's been I feel um, way more balanced. You know my health is <laughs> just there's no comparison yeah, yeah. to the day in the gym where I first 
walked up to you and we started talking. I mean, geez, my first boot camp class with you. It was a struggle for me to just do, I think we were maybe doing sets of 20 body weight squats and I could barely walk the yeah. next yeah. <laughs> the following days yeah. after that. I mean, it's crazy because you think, like I always thought I was in pretty good shape right? until I actually started like being consistent <laughs> in training yeah. and then you realize, wow, yeah. you know, I have a lot of work to do. But then after the first year, it gets better. Yeah, you, you get you. You the body. The body w- will adapt. Oh, it definitely grow, does. You know. Oh, it definitely does. I think, for for me, I started seeing that probably after the first three months. Yeah. You know, if you can show up, and just you know, just show up, go through the motions, do what you need to do, um, you know, for a few months. Then you really do. I think you start to feel it. You start to see some differences. That's very motivating. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's hard for folks. I know for me, like, when I was working full-time corporate and I never had – I always wanted to work out, but I never felt like I could take that time for yeah. myself. I felt like cult, the cultural <laughs> I know. acceptance of working out – like. Everyone wanted to be healthy, but no one, it was like, I, I remember I'd pack a gym bag and I'd bring, carry it with me to work. I'm like, today's the day. Yeah. And I just, I just, I just never was, was able to, to make, something would come up at work where I'd make that a party. And yeah. what, what I'm seeing now is a lot of companies are saying, Hey, let's, we're going to, we're going to yeah. welcome you to take care of yourself. And I think that's totally awesome Yeah, because it just, even a, a decade ago, it just didn't seem very, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, company. and this, the, the cultures where, you know, people look at you sideways if you pack up your stuff and head out of the office on even time, even to take a lunch yeah. or, or to leave <laughs> or, yeah. on time or just to go or take eat. A lunch I'm going to go outside or and take eat. a You're walk. You're like, you're going to go outside. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nice out. I'm gonna eat right. my lunch outside. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's so detrimental, you know? And, yeah. and, and I, I was there. I, I bought into it. I wanted to be the hero at work too. And yeah. I, I worked through my lunches and I stayed late you know, most nights I barely made it home on time to get to boot camp and work out. Um, but you know, it's not healthy and it, it, it takes its toll, you know, it truly does. You can get away with it for a while, but then it's like you said, then you start getting those doctor's visits where, um, you know, the news isn't so great. Well, all right. So, so, um, with with that said, so the podcast is Get Fit Workforce. So my goal is to inspire people who feel like I did one day, right. just trapped. <laughs> I am have, there's an athlete in here somewhere, yeah. and and I'm watching it just wither on the vine, right? Because I've got so many responsibilities, right? I've got family, kids, work, expectations from 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 everyone, and um. What you decided to make those changes? How how has it impacted? How has it impacted you on a, on that personal? Like what what steps did you take? Right. 
Um, yeah, because even before, well, I was. Still, how's your health now? Yeah. Let me ask that. All right, so it's been a seven year. You've, you've made some major great. changes. And my health is great. Your health is Honestly, great. Honestly, so I'm 48 years old, um, which, you know, it should be great. Well, we are young. You know? And, um, you know, there are data to suggest that your level of fitness in your 40s and 50s is a very good predictor for you know, how well you're going to function um, and what your health is going to be like in your 60s and beyond. So, um, you know, this is the time to do it. And before I left CDC, I started, so you don't have to like, you know, it can be done when you still are in the grind. I know yeah. it is really hard, especially if you're in a culture that doesn't support it. Um, and I know at CDC, um you know, our folks who look at nutrition and physical activity, um, understanding all the challenges that people face. And a lot of people just don't even, they don't like working out. They especially don't like gyms, like take the stairs. That's, yeah. I started just, you know, taking the stairs more, yeah. walking and you know, getting up from just, my desk. Just walking. That's what I tell people. If you can't find the time, just just walk, right. just put the body in motion and, and begin. You can just begin by putting the body in motion, by taking a walk and making a few nutritional changes. They don't have to be drastic. Right. If you drink, you know, 10, three sodas a day, cut back to two at right. first and work on eliminating those things. But yep. just putting the body in motion and you don't have to go out and become a uh, a candidate for the biggest loser where you just work so hard at every, right. every workout. Um, right. I remember one time I watched the big, the biggest loser and they had, they were working out with the Olympic team. Oh, I must've been, maybe it was 08 <laughs> wow. or, or 12. Anyway, they went to train with them yeah. and they were, the biggest loser candidates were, were working so hard and the Olympic athletes look over and they were like, <laughs> I think they need to stop. <laughs> we don't work out this hard. Right. When you're consistent, right. it gets easier. You don't have to kill every workout. Every workout doesn't have to hurt. Right. You just have to make it consistent that's, and show up. And if it. that's the the one thing that to share is it doesn't have to be a daunting task. If I put a dictionary down in front of you, do people still read dictionary? Anyway, a big book. <laughs> if I put a big book in front of you and I said, read this tonight and and Right. And, and and feed it back to me. It's overwhelming. You can't do it. No. That's how fitness is. You can't, you're not going to get in shape in one night or one workout. Right. It's going to be a consistent effort over time. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to, each work, you don't have to kill yourself during the workouts. All has to be consistent. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. I mean, I, I feel great. I, um, you know, at this point, I do some contract work when it suits me. Nice. Um, it's a nice a balance. flexible schedule, yeah, entrepreneurship. More flexibility, but definitely, um, you know, and then those unexpected benefits of, um, yeah, because when you close, when you do close one door, others open. Yeah. Um, That's what I didn't realize. When yeah. I was in it, I didn't realize that there, there's so much more out yep. there. We live in like the most amazing country yeah. where the, there's just so much abundance. Yeah. So let me ask you about this. I know your husband, Pete. Yeah. So you got him on the workout. 
yeah. wagon. What yeah. what happened there? Yeah. How did you do that? Did, was, was that did he come and ask you about it, or what happened there? Um, well, or in your family in general, like are they yeah. are they living healthier since you've made these changes, or what? Do you oh my see? gosh, I think so. I, you know, because um, you know, for Pete, he was um, he was really holding down his job, but then also holding down the four at home for the most part. Um, because because you had the higher, you had the commute. He, you yeah, had the... he and he had a commute too. It's just it, fortunately he was able to, um, you know, get just leave when he needed to leave. Um, a lot of times it meant logging back in when after the kids were to bed and stuff. So, yeah, it was our we were burning the wick at both ends for sure, and um, that's unsustainable. It is. I mean, for phys- physically. <laughs> If you're gonna have to be on some form of meds, yeah, to get through that, right. seriously, I think so. Right. I really do. You can't well, mean- and it's and yeah, and right, and when you're stressed and tired like that, unfortunately, you know, you you do you turn to things like foods that you shouldn't be eating and drinks that you shouldn't have, and um, so you know, he he was having back problems, and um, you know, his his he wasn't happy with his weight either and just overall fitness. And, um, so yeah, then, then he started working out too. And, and that's the thing about Pete as well. He, um, once he commits to something, he will, he will consistently show up at it. Oh yeah. He's, I, I, yeah, he's I see him very twice consistent. a week consistent. And that's all it, you know, that's all it's taken. Um, you know, seeing you a couple times a week, seeing uh, another guy who helps him work on his back issues once a week. Um, and it's the difference has been tremendous. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and, and of course, the, the kids are, are a lot happier. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's cool when they see you, like, make that change of... I think it allows them to... to it opens their mind to possibilities. I yeah. think. You know, I think one of your is like an artist and right, right. And one one is very into the arts. Um, my younger one's still trying to figure out what he's into, but but it is. It's they were they were always excited to have a mom who worked on cool stuff, and mm. they still think that's pretty cool, especially when they have the chance to come down and you know see CDC and what it's all about. Um, but you know they've, I think, learned some lessons too by seeing me make that change. That your identity, who you are, isn't what you do. Yeah. You know who you are is something a lot more fundamental yeah. than that. Um, you know, and so you have to be willing to sort of detach yourself from some of those things in life that you cling to that you think make up your identity um you know and and um and then of course going from two incomes to one has been good for them too because you know they hear me say no a lot more (laughs) yeah where before you're almost pacifying with yes oh yeah i I had the guilt of of not being around and like you know so, so I tell um, my kids, saying no is so much harder than saying yes. Oh, yeah. It is so much and harder. And I, I, I still struggle with that. But, you know, so it's it's been good for all of 
us to have to work on that. That's cool. Well, that's why I'm a, I'm a, I'm a minimalist as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of the income. Right. <laughs> Your philosophical <laughs> depth there. It's just... But, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's good because we, I, I know when I was younger, I was really focused on, right, that gold ring and, yeah, and, and career achievement and, and getting a big house and doing all that. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just us or where, where you, are in your 40s as you're approaching 50s and yeah um, you begin to prioritize yeah you really reassess you begin to realize what's important yeah i think yeah right Um, so tell tell me about um if you um hindsight now that you're looking back on on it like i know for me as i where i'm at now the the level of i guess confidence i have in myself and my yeah. abilities if i could go back to that work environment mm. and i'm in that environment yeah. and what i know now now that I'm, I'm i'm almost i'm 48 and i if i could go back to when i'm 30 and I, i'm sharing this with our listeners because i would make time for that gym bag yeah. i would i would not i, I would i would make that take that time to take care of my health yeah above everything else that would be number one yeah i would put that first and i would be confident in going to my supervisor or my boss and saying i'm taking 30 minutes yeah for myself and i i believe in the culture today and even back then i think i was putting the more pressure on myself i think i could have done it yeah back then and so i, I mean do you feel that same way now that, now that you're out of that environment where you say, you know what, I, I really had more control in this situation than, yeah. than I thought I did? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's it. Folks need to need to take it upon themselves just to be proactive that way. And, you know, I, I started doing that before I left. And I think it's what carried me through, you know, my final years there and allowed me to stay as long as I did. Yeah. Um, you know, because taking that time, you know, packing the gym bag, making it part of your routine, um, you know, it's such a stress reliever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does, you know, give you the physical endurance. Um, if you have a demanding job or a physical job, um, it's, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for folks who are in organizations where there's a wellness program, you sort of been ignoring those emails, I would say, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, and if you have a company that is, that is supporting you getting healthy, take advantage I would be all over I mean, and I hate to say this, but I'm free to say it because I'm not a CDC or anymore, but you know, CDC is the world's premier public health agency and you know, state-of-the-art gym on that on the Atlanta campus um, and it was so underutilized yeah <laughs> go in there yeah and um, it you just don't see the employees using it uh, like they should now, do you think if they have I mean, for, a, a trainer there do you think 50, I think I don't know exactly how many people are in the that particular campus maybe 10,000 or so 
and to not have a packed gym. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. All like breakfast, yeah. you know, before lunchtime, after that gym should be packed. Um, I've seen it. I mean, I, I provide the service at, at, at organizations where I'll go in and train and the company's paying for it. Yeah. You don't even have to leave. There's a trainer showing up going to teach, going to 30 minutes, turn your brain off, get healthy. Now, one and of people the, don't come. I know they don't come. They don't even come. One like, of the things the? I think um, folks were more more prone to do was when we had um, contests and we would do things as teams. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for instance, um, you can, I think at CDC, we normally did it center by center, but you can have your team log the flights of stairs that they're taking every week or their physical activity, the amount of time they're putting in, um, compete against other teams. And I think people were actually more prone to do that. The competitive. Yeah. It's fun. You know, it's it's fun. fun. And then you've got the support of the other people on your team um, who are, you know, saying, let's go walk and get our, you know, get our, our time in, in. And, yeah. Yeah, so we can go, so we can crush, you know, team B over there. And okay. yeah. Um, so, so, you know, but whatever you have available to you in your workplace, um, you know, think about taking advantage of it. Yeah. Um, don't, don't ignore that. Yeah. Use it. It's, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I appreciate you coming yeah. in and talking with me today and sharing your story with me. Is there any one last piece of advice you'd like to give our listeners? Um, let's see. I'm, you know, given given we're focused on workplace wellness, um, put don't don't put the job before yourself, right? There, yeah. My mother always said to me, y- you get hit by a bus tomorrow, that place is going to be just fine without you. Don't kill yourself for the job. Um, you know, we are type A high achievers. <laughs> yeah, I, I relate to yeah. what you're saying. I mean, I would, I would, I worked with Pepsi. I didn't say I bleed, you know, blue. I mean, I bleed yeah. Pepsi. It was, it was, it was a, it was a culture. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm listening to you as you're, as you're giving us. Advice. Yeah. This and especially for, for, for that type of personality. Yeah. Yeah. You will put yourself aside. Yeah. For, so for you guys, especially, you know, hopefully the folks our age know this already, but, um, especially if you're climbing that ladder, climb away, you know, like do it, achieve, um, go kill it, but don't forget to take care of yourself in the process and and try to keep a a balance about it yeah excellent yeah all right awesome well thanks i enjoyed talking with you thank you (laughs) hey thank you so much for listening to the get fit workforce podcast Uh, if you like what you heard please go to itunes and subscribe to our podcast that would be so awesome and to learn out more about learn more about our, what we do, you can visit us at getfitworkforce.com. Thank you.